elegant, intelligent, capable, loving, majestic, beautiful, elegant, intelligent, capable, loving, majestic. African leaders decided collectively to expose the Western world this time at the 2023 UN summit. The president of Ghana called the UN the most unfair organization, while the president of the Democratic Republic of Congo ordered the UN peacekeeping forces to leave his country. But the boldest of things were said by a representative of Burkina Faso in the United Nations General Assembly. 
on behalf of the beloved leader in Burkina Faso, Captain Ibrahim Traore, the world was told about what the West is trying to do currently. Burkina Faso said that after centuries of colonialism, the Western troops now stay in African countries as new tools to control them. It was said in the loudest of words that the world should not be a fool to accept that they are for peace missions. Rather, they are in Africa to steal natural resources. But that's not Ibrahim Traore has been the transition president of Burkina Faso since 2022 after he carried out a coup. He knew if he went to the UN General Assembly in his military uniform, he would make many of the leaders jealous and offended due to the words he would say. Therefore, he said his representative, the Minister of State, on his behalf, who spoke at the General Assembly. Interestingly, even if Captain Ibrahim Traore was not at the summit, his words were. Everything the representative said was actually written by Ibrahim Traore, and that's why they made the Western leaders sweat. The Minister of State of Burkina Faso started his address by remembering the greatest leaders like Che Guevara of Argentina, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X of the USA, Nelson Mandela of South Africa, Jomo Kenyatta of Kenya, Amilcar Cabral of Guinea-Bissau, and Captain Thomas Isidore Noel Sankara of Burkina Faso. He said that all of these greatest leaders were assassinated because they spoke for their oppressed populations. They were either executed, assassinated, imprisoned, or poisoned. Their only crime was representing the aspirations of their suffering communities, which endured violence, rape, oppression, and plunder. He said that he would not use fancy words, but a straightforward approach to tell the truth. He made it clear that the world today grapples with the deception of statecraft, diplomatic hypocrisy, the insatiable thirst for power, and the evil spirit of one human dominating and exploiting another. Everyone knew who he was referring to. When every Western leader expected the Minister of State of Burkina Faso to talk about the so-called better world, he talked about the grim realities. He said that each year, speeches brimming with promises and commitments are heard, yet the gap between words and actions concerning the UN Charter's principles, justice, equality, dignity, integrity, self-determination, state sovereignty, territorial inviolability, and adherence to international law continues to widen. He said that this becomes glaringly evident in the tragic events unfolding in Libya, the Sahel region, and the Russia-Ukraine crisis. Libya, devastated by catastrophic flooding, witnessed the loss of thousands of lives. Nations rushed to offer condolences and solidarity, projecting an image of unity in defending these values. He said that, however, intellectual honesty and moral conscience demand sincere apologies to the Libyan people. Collective or individual complicity, whether through past inaction or active collusion, in supporting those responsible for Libya's man-made disaster, looting, and the assassination of its leader, Colonel Muammar Gaddafi, on October 20th, 2011, is undeniable. If Libya was left to thrive and the U.S. had not decided to invade and kill its leader, the story would have been different today. Unfortunately, Niger walks a perilous path mirroring Libya's tragedy, revealing that international relations are tainted by ruthless diplomacy, devoid of conscience, morality, dignity, integrity, justice, or peace. He criticized the UN by saying that despite the noble sentiments expressed at the UN podium, which call for adherence to the UN Charter and international law, leaders representing the people of Niger, a fraternal nation, 
found themselves essentially denied access to the UN headquarters. He clearly said that Burkina Faso takes a firm stance in condemning this crooked maneuver, a tactic that seems to have been plucked from history's pages. The root of such actions lies in the erosion of fundamental values, crucial for nurturing a harmonious society. He continued and said that the United Nations must remain impenetrable to manipulation by any nation. In saying this, he exposed the fact that the UN has been used as an instrument in the past by powerful nations like the US to disturb world peace. He acknowledged that unfortunately, a small group of people in the African continent have opted to subject it to humiliation through their reckless governance. He stressed the fact that together, Africa can unite in fraternity and solidarity, preventing imperialists from setting Niger ablaze, much like the tragic events in Libya. Hence, Burkina Faso said it loud and clear that ECOWAS, the African Union, and the United Nations must transform authentic people-centric organizations. This transformation should go beyond serving as tools wielded by a minority of heads of state to destabilize fraternal nations through the assassination of their leaders. Coming toward the Ukraine-Russian war crisis, Burkina Faso said that the conflict persists, driven by vested interests. Several Western nations, notably the United States and the European Union, have provided substantial military support to this conflict. Ukrainian civilians are being prepared, with some even operating tanks depicted as patriots in this conflict. However, instead of adding fuel to such a fire, the UN could act as a responsible mediator and end the war. Exposing the true intention of the West, he said that much like the earlier conflict, Mali, Nigeria, and Burkina Faso grapple with wars imposed upon them under the guise of combating terrorism, resulting in widespread terror and destruction. Despite the principles of equality and justice glorified in the United Nations Charter and the frequent references to international law within this forum, a glaring disparity emerges in addressing these distinct issues. Take, for instance, Burkina Faso, where civilian populations face deadly incursions and monstrous terrorist attacks. They have chosen to mobilize alongside defense and security forces with a contingent of 58,000 volunteers, including 42,000 communal volunteers and 16,000 national volunteers. All operate under the guidance and orders of the defense and security forces, strictly adhering to regulations aimed at safeguarding lives and property. If Burkina Faso can ensure proper order, why can't the United Nations? Here's a reminder to please like continue. Burkina Faso's state minister said that it is disheartening that certain heads of state within ECOWAS and the African Union, influenced by capitalist imperialist forces, are trying to depict these patriots as malicious a baseless and unwarranted allegation. If the international community were genuinely committed to combating terrorism, they would have no reservations about civilian populations receiving training to defend themselves. However, a conspicuous lack of sincerity becomes evident. For example, when Mali, Burkina Faso, Niger, and other nations collaborated along their shared borders to combat terrorism, France intervened to impose its G5 Sahel initiative while ECOWAS suddenly pledged a $2 billion contribution for democratic restoration, the total allocation from the inception of G5 Sahel until its dissolution amounted to a mere $25 million. He said that this raises doubts about the international community's sincerity in safeguarding human lives, as given in the Declaration of Human Rights and Peoples. Further exposing the West and the UN, 
He said that Burkina Faso has faced cynical sanctions following the events of September 30th, 2022. The so-called international community, led by France, sought to dictate the appointment of a prime minister in Burkina Faso, but their efforts were in vain. Note that this was being said right in the face of France, without thinking twice. Burkina Faso's state minister also mentioned that France attempted to impose various ministers in critical government positions, but this met with resistance. He also exposed how the West used blackmailing when it wanted another country to surrender and follow its given policies. He said that the West has cut off aid and created other challenges for Burkina Faso's defense and security forces. Burkina Faso also faces a blockade on vital air defense equipment, largely orchestrated by France. An essential air defense equipment contract with Brazil was blocked, with weapons licenses from Belgium, navigation and firing systems, video cameras from the United States, and engines from Canada, all subject to cynical obstruction. While the United Nations rhetoric stresses the defense of human rights, a profound deficit of honesty prevails within the international community. Therefore, he demanded that Burkina Faso should be provided with the necessary weapons to defend and protect its people who are facing grave danger. He warned that if nothing is done, history will hold those in power accountable for their failure to assist people in peril. He said that the international community is failing to aid states under terrorist attacks, citing international hypocrisy and the domination of certain powers within the UN. He questioned whether this international community should be brought before the International Criminal Court for their actions. He stated that African peoples, especially those in the Sahel, are committed to their emancipation and social progress. Burkina Faso intends to collaborate with partners of its choosing, asserting its sovereignty in trade and defense. He questioned why countries like Russia, Iran, Turkey, Azerbaijan, Cuba, Nicaragua, North Korea, or Burkina Faso cannot freely buy and sell goods without intermediaries or authorization. If they cannot, this means that the world is controlled by the West. He criticized the hypocrisy and falsehoods in the fight against terrorism, particularly in the Sahel. He questioned who was arming, training, and supporting terrorists in the absence of weapon factories and ammunition in the region. Perhaps that's the most important question an African leader can ask. This clearly suggests that the West is behind all the conflicts so it can get an excuse to interfere in African countries. He suggested that Western involvement in the Sahel is related to the vast underground resources in the area, including oil, water, and other valuable minerals. He questioned why, with Africa's vast population and size, it has no permanent seat with veto power on the UN Security Council. He viewed this as a grave injustice and a crime against the UN. He urged an end to diplomatic lies and called for a focus on genuine human rights, pointing out Africa's historical contributions to human rights. Burkina Faso declared that African people do not hold anti-French sentiments. Instead, their concerns revolve around issues like condescension, arrogance, insolence, sufficiency, paternalism, resource exploitation, and organized crime carried out by Western powers. Burkina Faso's state minister gave French President Emmanuel Macron a history lesson too, which was much needed. He said that on June 14, 1940, General de Gaulle, who happens to be Emmanuel Macron's grandfather, urged Africa to assist in rescuing France from the grip of the Nazis. Hence, 
17,000 Malians made the ultimate sacrifice during both world wars, a debt of blood that France has yet to fully acknowledge. He revealed that Africa has vast mineral wealth, boasting 30% of the world's reserves, including 40% of the world's gold, 33% diamond, 80% coltan, 60% cobalt, and 55% uranium. But still, despite all these resources, Africa remains poor because the West is exploiting these resources to this day. The root causes of this are wicked diplomacy, characterized by state-sponsored crimes, organized crime, constitutional falsehoods, and the manipulation of African heads of state, including within the United Nations, which will only perpetuate these issues. Burkina Faso's state minister pointed toward a fact that the world should know. He said that the Western powers often invade and interfere in African countries under the banner of democracy. To make wars look legitimate, it uses its all-tembest excuses like saving democracy and ending human rights violations. But the world should know that African peoples are inherently democratic rooted in their profound commitment to human dignity. Hence, their rejection is not of democracy itself, but rather the shallow form of democracy that often manifests as electoral-based politics, leading to the revolving door of leaders who are often imposters and corrupt individuals. Burkina Faso made it clear that African people refuse to be controlled or dominated, particularly through fabricated conflicts and terrorism, as seen in Mali, Burkina Faso, and Niger. It was said that Africans are keenly aware of economic, social, cultural, and security challenges resulting from secret agreements, including colonial debts and currency issues. Burkina Faso said that African countries refuse to pay debts that would perpetuate suffering while seeking true emancipation. Additionally, they reject the currency system, such as the franc of the French African colonies, as it limits their economic sovereignty. It was said that according to Article 544 of the French Civil Code, France holds a patent on the franc CFA currency. However, it's essential to clarify that this currency is the property of the African Francophone states. It should be noted that France produces bills for West and Central African countries in return for keeping their gold. In a true sense, France offers paper for gold bricks which reveals the worst form of structural exploitation. Additionally, French companies have priority and interest in public procurement bids and public offers in Africa. They also have the exclusive right to supply military equipment and other types of military provisions to colonies. Hence, it's important to note that the African people do not have an issue with the French people themselves. Rather, it's the policies and politics of France that are a cause for concern particularly the condescending attitudes that are rejected. Burkina Faso made it clear that from now on, Africa does not need the West for its peace and progress. It can do everything for itself and the West should leave Africa alone. Given the current situation in Burkina Faso, the government has taken decisive steps to adopt a new development plan known as the Action Plan for Stabilization and Development. This plan focuses on four main priority pillars countering terrorism and restoring territorial integrity, addressing the humanitarian crisis, improving governance and restoring the state, and promoting national reconciliation and social cohesion. This suggests that Burkina Faso has decided to take matters into its own hands. It can no longer trust international organizations in Western countries. Hence, it becomes clear that the Western troops sent under the UN peacekeeping missions in Africa were never meant to bring stability to Africa. Rather, 
They were launched to exploit African resources. There have been reports and claims made by African countries like Mali that France has been involved in supporting terrorists in Mali. This is done so the UN peacekeeping forces can be sent under the excuse of eliminating these terrorists. However, these terrorists are never wiped off. In Congo, after staying for over 25 years, the UN forces could not get rid of the terrorist groups. This makes it more clear that these UN forces and Western troops never came to fight terrorists in the first place. They came to steal and exploit the natural resources of Africa. Isn't it true that the West has no interest in peacekeeping in Africa? Do you agree with Burkina Faso that Western troops are only in Africa to exploit and steal natural resources?